share with me. And get to know me. Working within it so that you can trust You gotta them. be able to produce things. Yeah. And I'll tell you why that production is so important. But before we know that, how do you use those two pieces of equipment? And you- success is not necessarily financial, but success is when you feel fulfilled in what you're doing. And then to other women, they need to know their value, their worth. But, but I believe um, everything that you put your mind to and you achieve is success. Give us um, all the stuff. Okay, I'll answer all 16 of those questions right now. I started uh, in the music business at Sony while I was still... Today's show is going to be amazing. We have with us Dr. Lynette Monte, who is a world-renowned authority for top-tier female consultants, experts, and omnipreneurs. She uses her Profitable Empires framework to transform expertise into personal authority branding that is influential, impactful, and profitable. With over 30 years of experience and four advanced degrees, her exceptional leadership impact has earned her numerous accolades, including Women of Power, 100 Women to Know in America, and induction into the International Hall of Fame. In addition to her appointment to the Leadership Council of the esteemed National Small Business Association, Dr. Monte is an award-winning results strategist, national speaker, and published author. Y'all put your hands together for Dr. Lynette Monte. Hello. That was so much excitement. <laughs> I love You're it. Exciting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on our show today with a resume like that. I know that our audience is going to just be nothing but blessed by everything you bring because you have so much to share. You have so many years of experience. And we just can't wait to dive in. Well, let's go. <laughs> oh, well, let's go. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. How did you get started on this journey? And, and where have you been? How'd you get here? Oh, Lord. <laughs> See, that is, that, that's always the catchy question, right? Especially when you have been doing something for so long. And there's so many stories. But I think one of my favorite journeys to talk about, Renee, is really why I'm so passionate about authority. Why am I so passionate about feminine leadership? Because Mm -hmm. I did start this journey a long, long time ago. 
And entering what is considered a white male dominated industry with my brown skin and mm -hmm. my feminine energy, I really had to squash my voice. I had to squash my knowledge. I had to shrink. Mm. And after a while, that did not feel so good. I literally woke up one day about mm, 20 years ago, and I didn't recognize myself. I, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't know who I was because mm. I knew who my mom needed me to be and my kids needed me to be and my spouse expected me to be and my boss expected me to be. I knew all the roles that I was expected to play, but they all were like putting on a hat and then mm -hmm. taking the hat off at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. I began this search for who I be. Mm -hmm. And on that search, I realized I knew who I was all along. It was everyone else who didn't understand. And so I am absolutely 100% sold out passionate about women stepping into their authority, stepping into who they be and taking the superwoman cape off. And so that's how, in a nutshell, we got to where we are today. Wow, wow. And what a journey it's been. I could relate to you on so many levels when you were talking about being everything for everybody else, being the wife, being the mom, being the employer, being the all the things to everybody else and just completely losing yourself. When um, my children were younger, I was, I was a single mom. Uh, I was actually a single teen mom. And when my children actually got to a, a place where uh, they went to go and live with their dad for a little while, it was the very first time I was by myself because I went straight from my mother to my husband to being a mom. And, and then now I was, you know, they were living with their dad. And it was the very first time that I was actually on my own with no children. And I was like, who am I? <laughs> who am I without my children? What do I like? What, what don't I like? <laughs> you know, it was a really, uh, it was a wild awakening to discover me, you know, who, you know, who I am. So I know that there are many women uh, in this audience who can under, can relate and uh, that your message resonates with because we all just have been so much for everyone else instead of being true to our own selves or discovering who we are and making that a valuable thing yeah. that's worthy of recognizing. And being okay with it, right? That's, that's the thing I think is so interesting is us being okay with who we are as opposed to who everyone expects us to be. That's the biggest challenge of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not being, like you said, being okay with it, not feeling guilty. No, no, there should be no guilt associated with us discovering who we are and walking in our purpose yeah. at all like at, at all. <laughs> so, so along your journey, Dr. Monte, are there any key lessons that you learned that kind of shaped you and kind of molded you into who you are today? Wow. 
There's been so many. Ah, oh, there's been so many. And, and just when you think you've learned them all, new ones appear, right? Because that's the journey to self-mastery. It's all about what are you open to learning next? And, and if I had to say, what is the biz- biggest lesson? That really is, is the answer. It's the fact that life is a journey. It's not a destination. We need to always be learning and evolving and open to change. Um, open to innovation, open to the fact that we may think we know something and the truth is we really know nothing. And when we stand in that awakened place, then that makes room for everything else that, you know, God or universe or whatever people believe in, that makes room for it to happen, for it to appear. And that was probably the biggest lesson. I have always been a very feminine person, but walking into a male dominated industry, I found myself taking on masculine um, energy, masculine roles, masculine behaviors. And it didn't really, well, it did serve me. No, it didn't. It served them. It didn't actually serve me. And that's what I had to unlearn is sometimes we have to unlearn behaviors and thought patterns that may have been necessary in that moment, but don't need to be carried forward. And so in so many situations, Renee, oh my gosh, I went to, I went to college at 16 and my parents couldn't afford for me to go to college. So by my second year of college, I worked 60 hours a week and took a full credit load to pay for school myself. So there are just so many twists and turns of who I needed to become for each new step, for each new elevation. And I think that's probably one of the most important lessons I can share with any woman at this point. It's about elevating. It's about elevating, not just about money. I am big on legacy, Mm. but we forget that the people we want to leave a legacy for, they're watching us right now. They're watching everything that we do and how we live right now. And that's the legacy that we're really leaving. And so about five years ago, right before the big that, (laughs) we, we, we had a lot of turmoil in our family. And I realized that the legacy I really want to leave is my children seeing me happy, healthy, and wealthy, not just wealthy, because the truth is money cannot buy happiness and money cannot buy healthiness. So that's that's really, you know, that's the biggest lesson. That's the biggest nugget that I can leave for not just women today, but generation that will listen to this next year or 10 years from now. That's right. That's the legacy that all of us should aspire to. I think that is just brilliant that we leave, that we expose our children to what it looks like to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. I love it. Now, <laughs> like while you're still 
a lie. It's like you exemplify this, you model this, you show what this can actually look like in their own lives. And I think the earlier they learn it, the more they see it, the the easier it is for them to get it. And and congrats to you for being 16 in college. Holy camoly. <laughs> that is quite an accomplishment. I mean, in itself. And then to work your way through college at 16, when everyone else is probably off doing prom things and looking for prom dresses or whatever, you're working, you know, doing what you have to do to make it through that time in your life because your parents couldn't afford to put you through college. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for, for number one, making a plan of the, uh, having a vision of where you wanted to go and what you wanted for your life. And then actually making a plan to make it happen. And then having the stick-to-itiveness and the fortitude, the intestinal fortitude to not fail, to just go ahead, no matter what it took, just doing whatever you had to do to make it happen. And I love how you said how, because your behavior had to be that way at that time, doesn't mean that it had to continue into the next season of your life. So once you got through college, once you got your degree, that prepared you, that definitely helped build you, build your muscle, build your inner muscle, build your character to prepare you for those rooms that you were going to be in, where you would need every bit of that behind you to stand firm in what you know and who you are. Yeah. Love that. Love Love it, love it so much. So what an exemplary woman you are. I'm just so proud of you. I feel like you could be my daughter. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So, so Dr. Monte, tell us a little bit about what these profitable empires are. What is, what is that? And you trademark this. And what is that framework? And what does that look like? Yeah, I love this particular framework. It's the framework I've been using for the last 20 years. And over time, it has evolved, it has shifted a little, but it's been the same exact framework every single time that it's presented. And there's seven layers to the framework. And what I've learned over the years is in order to build a profitable empire, you need all seven, but people tend to forget some of the layers. They want to skip some of the layers. And so when we talk about the profitable empire, I equate it to a house because everyone can understand how you build a house and what a house looks like. And right. so in this profitable empire's framework, if people can just imagine for a moment that it's a house. And the house needs soil because that's where you're first going to begin. And then you need a foundation and then you need two walls and then you have a roof and then you have a chimney. And so mm -hmm. once people have that in their brain, what that looks like, the mm -hmm. soil is your power. And that's really who you be. We've been talking about that quite a bit so far, right? It's who you be. It's mm -hmm. you being happy. It's you being healthy. It's, um, you know, your mindset. Mm -hmm. That's the power. Mm -hmm. But then the second part, which is the foundation, that is your positioning. And that's about the authority in your industry. That's your authority within your company. That is how you are leading 
right? So we have power, we have positioning. And then if you're building a house, you're going to need two walls in order to hold up that roof. And so one of your walls, <laughs> so one of your walls is your people. That's everyone that is on your team, whether they're volunteers or interns or staff, those are your people. But it's important to understand the value of your people because how you treat your people is going to be exactly how they treat your customer. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, like that is a huge wall, super mm -hmm. important, but the other wall is also important. Those are your processes, right? All mm -hmm. P's, we got that, right? Yeah, like you have to have those processes in order for your people to do the things that need to be done consistently and in excellence so that they can love on your customer. Otherwise, they are constantly reinventing the wheel and wasting a lot of time. And so now that you have your soil, your foundation, your two walls, now it's time to put on that roof. Mm -hmm. And the roof I like to call pioneering because without being willing to innovate, to change, to go with the flow, like this whole conversation about artificial intelligence and people who are afraid of it and they don't want to use it. And th this is life, like life changes. And we have to be able to, as leaders, if we want to sustain our company, if we want to build an empire that is going to be a legacy, we need to be willing to innovate. We need to be able and comfortable with pioneering. And then you have your chimney. Your chimney is partnerships. We can't do this alone. Now, we may be able to start some things alone. We may be able to do quite a bit with a team. But if you really want to build an empire that is a legacy, you are going to need to spread your wings and partner with other people, collaborate with other people. So you have power, positioning, people process, pioneering, partnerships. And then the very last layer is the all-encompassing, wonderful smoke that comes out of that chimney, and that is your profit. Mm, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So and when you say, so tell us a little bit more about how the smoke is the profit. Like yeah. that's the, the end result of, of all your hard work that you can see. Yeah, that's it. So the profit is, as you said, that is the result. That's the entire purpose of you building this empire, whether you're building it because you want to leave financial wealth to your offspring, whether you're building it because you are a nonprofit type of person or entity, and you know that you want to save the world, it is all going to take money. And so yeah. that is why the smoke is the profit. But the key is this, everything that you've built, everything that you've done up until that point is not going to result in smoke coming out the chimney if you haven't put any logs into that fire, right? If you right. don't have an amazing customer experience, if you don't have a quality product, if you are not being visible in your industry, if you are not building your authority, how about writing a book, you know, things like media placements, those are all things that add 
logs into that fire inside of this beautiful home you've built that continue to make smoke come out of that chimney and continue to turn into profit over and over and over and over again. And so a good way to look at this, Renee, is this. Oh my goodness, I think about 10 years ago now, wow, time is flying. I wrote a book <laughs> called 21 Ways to Add $100,000 to Your Business. And mm. the thing to keep in mind is that's, that book is going to be, it's evergreen. It's going to be relevant forever because the key is this. When I wrote the book, I was thinking about people who had not made $100,000 yet. And then I was thinking about people who had, and they wanted to add another 100000 But the key to building a profitable empire and keeping that chimney smoke coming is to just collapse time. And so that means if you take one idea, for example, out of the book and you figure out, well, now, how can I do this idea in a year to get the $100,000? Well, how can I do it in a quarter? Well, how can I do it in a month? Well, how can I do it in a week? Well, how can I do it in a day? And mm -hmm. so the fact that it's 100 ways to add, I mean, 21 ways to add $100,000 to your business. The key is to pick the ways that are interesting and then start making them happen faster and faster and faster inside of your business. That's the key to getting that chimney smoke to keep producing over and over and over and over again. Wow. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Just Wow, this is so <laughs> mind blowing. So just to even understand or even, so first of all, for some people to make six figures is like, would be a miracle, right? Because they just can't see in their mind's eye that their name and six figures go together. And for you to have put together a whole book of 21 ways to add $100,000. So if you're starting at, you know, maybe a $50,000 a year corporate job and you want to do something more, you want to have more, you want to be more, you maybe want to be your own boss or start your own business, you've already laid out the plan for them. And like you said, it's not so much of what's going to happen in a year. It's all those incremental steps that you take every month, every week, every day, every hour, you know, breaking it all down. It's all activity that's leading you to this place of this goal of adding $100,000 to your life. And then it doesn't have to stop there. That can be your first 100000 Then you may get another, you do it again another year, you get another 100000 Before you know it, 10 years from now, you're a millionaire right? Or maybe even quicker. Don't take that long. <laughs> I don't want you to take that long. I really do want you to practice doing it faster and faster and faster because inside of that book, it, if it gives you the, when it gives you the, the way, it actually also gives a calculation. So you just need to multiply. If it says to get $100,000, it takes a hundred customers then the goal instead of a hundred customers in a year is to, to get a hundred customers a day. 
So if that one way would make $100,000 with 100 customers and you can practice and, and really build up the muscle of getting 100 customers a day, then you'd be making $100,000 a day. Hmm. But how do you get 100 customers a day, though? That's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> in my business, there's, you know, nurturing of relationships that has to go on. There's people who have to believe in you. There's people who have to ha have a need for what you have to offer, those sorts of things. How does How do you get 100 customers in a day? Well, it depends on which way you pick because every way doesn't need the nurturing. Right. Some things are just, this is what we have to offer. Go to the website, click and buy. So it really depends on who is your target market? Who are you talking to? What mm -hmm. is your price point? A lot of things don't require nurturing. And so let me give you an example. Um, generally speaking, something that is under $2,000 actually doesn't require nurturing. People think that it does. It doesn't, it only requires information. So mm. when I'm working with clients, we help them to create their authority in the marketplace so that the person is pretty much already sold on working with them. They really just need the price. They really may just need to make sure that the vibe jives, right? Mm. But so if it's $2,000, and you don't need to personally get on a call with them for them to make that purchase, then you can nurture through automation. You can nurture by doing what you're doing right now, having a podcast. I, I watched some of your episodes before I came. So that means that when I showed up, I already felt like I knew you a little, right? <laughs> we, we weren't starting from zero. Um, and so doing lives, doing reels, doing, um, you know, writing articles, writing a book of your own. People love when someone has a book because it instantly gives them a certain level of authority. So when you think of it that way, it's not as hard to get 100 customers a day. Amazon, we don't, we don't, we don't even look up, need to look up those statistics, right? Amazon probably has millions of customers every single day. Yes. And they're not nurturing. <laughs> they're just following <laughs> the bill. <laughs> just following our little breadcrumbs that we leave for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And so the good news about the 21 ways, which is so funny, because I haven't talked about this book in years. I, I, I don't really, I don't promote my books. I don't think about the books once I write them. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I think people would like about the book, though, is the 21 ways are a mixture. So some, so they're not all you know, I need to nurture people. Some of them are non-nurturing. Some of them are, you know, just something people can purchase on a website. Some of them require you. So there's a mixture. Everyone in the sound of my voice. Ooh, I always wanted to say that. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone in the sound of my voice can find at least, I'm going to say five things in that book that they would love to do and that they can make their $100,000 from doing. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much for that resource. We put it up on the screen and we saw it on Amazon. So we know what the book looks like. So when we get ready to click on it, we know we got the right one and definitely want to put some of that into practice, um, especially when it comes to building, leaving a legacy of wealth for our family. We want to, we can't teach something that we don't know. So thank you for this resource to help educate us, to give us, open our minds and our and our and our just to, to be able to think differently about our capacity and our ability and what we can have what is realistic what's it's possible it's totally and completely possible it depends on us and our mindset shift that some may need to make so love it thank you thank you thank you for that so what qualities in Dr. Monte are crucial for women in leadership to succeed? I know we're going, uh, getting off the, the, the 21 ways of, to add $100,000 um, a year, but I think it's important that as you're building a business, you, you will take on some leadership roles. <laughs> so we need to know what's involved in that. What do you think is the basic foundation of being an amazing leader? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I think that for me, it's self-mastery. Honestly, it, it's mindset. We need to be the best person for ourselves before we can be a great leader to someone else. And a lot of people tend to lead and expect people to follow them because they have the title but a title doesn't make you a leader. And so I have learned sometimes the hard way that I really needed to work on me. I needed to work on loving me. I needed to work on spending more time in self-care because mm -hmm. as women, I think you alluded to this earlier, we're so busy giving, 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 giving. And we feel like in the workplace, work is separate so we can go into work and we can you know hustle we can bark out orders whatever someone's leadership style is it doesn't work that way business problems are personal problems in disguise who you are is going to show up in your business when you are leading in particular in stressful situations and so the most important thing, the most important quality is for you to be who you really are, number one, and number two, to be the best who you are. And that starts with loving yourself. It starts with knowing um, your, your strengths and your challenges. I used to teach this workshop and in the workshop, I would always talk about how when stress comes, we all have a line. Renee, like we always have a line of when we are calm and mm -hmm. when we are um, behaving appropriately and, and when we have flipped over, right? Everyone mm -hmm. has it. It's just that everyone's line is somewhere different. So mm -hmm. for example, I like to use kids as an example. If you have children, you may be one who can tell that child three times to do something or not do something and you're cool. Mm -hmm. You may be someone who can tell that child 10 times 
to do or not to do something and you're cool. But at some point, you're going to flip and start screaming. And mm. so the key is to know what your line, where is your line? Because as a leader, whether you're dealing with a customer who's irate, whether you're dealing with an employee who has, you know, come in late for 10 times, whatever employees may do, you're going to bump up against your line. And if you don't know what that line is, you will fall over to what I call the mommy zone. And the mommy zone does not belong in the workplace. The mommy zone does not belong inside your business. And so that just goes back to nurturing yourself and knowing who you are so that you can lead from your authentic place, not from the mask that you've put on for the world. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Um, I love how you said that um, business problems are personal problems in disguise. So it basically, if there's something going on at the office that's not working, there's usually something at home that's not working, that's kind of trickling over and manifesting itself <laughs> in this way at the office. And I think that there's so many times when you see a guy, uh, you know, maybe a, a man who's a leader at the office and he's a barking, 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 being demanding, demanding, demanding. But then you find out at home, his wife demands all the things of him and he's the one who's being barked at. And so now it's like he's taking his authority to now bark at somebody and taking it out on the people at work, which is just not fair. It's just not fair. And so as we, as you know, become more self-aware and do some introspection and be, you know, in this self-awareness, recognize where are we where is my line okay so i could definitely relate to the children and telling them three times <clears throat> the for the same thing and then uh but with my kids i i asked them to like if i said stop doing this then you know and they kept on doing it i would say one <laughs> and they knew if i got to two Somebody getting it. <laughs> See, you know your line. Yes, what? <laughs> I'm a single parent. Yeah, you gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, you know your line. <laughs> right. I love it, love it, love it. And you know, as my kids, they probably thought I was just the hardest, harshest mom ever. But you know, I got some fairly decent kids, I think, out of it. So I'm, I'm really proud of, of uh, the efforts that I, that I took to try to be you know, a good mom set boundaries uh, for myself and, and for them as well. And so that they learn, you know, to be obedient quickly. <laughs> you know, that's important to, you know, for children. Yes, so. I'm with you. My line was three too. So it's like, okay. I, I, I ask you once, I tell mm -hmm. you the second time. And the next time I open my mouth, then, you know, the consequence is what's coming out. So. Exactly. And that's the thing. Kids need consequences. I don't think there's enough kids today who understand what consequences are. Like, what in the world is happening? Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll have another show. We'll do a whole nother show on that one. <laughs> right? As that is uh, definitely, times have changed. I'll just put it that way for sure. So... Dr. Monte, can you tell us, I want to digress a little bit into uh, the introduction where we talked about your recognition among the 100 women to know in America. What is that about and how did you get that? 
Yeah, uh, that's now that's a really great question too. So, um, No Women is an organization that is completely focused on elevating women and and recognizing women and giving women a voice that, as I mentioned, I am so passionate about doing as well. Now, how I got the award, I don't know because I, someone nominated me and. Um, they contacted me to tell me that I won this award that I didn't even know. So um, I I can't really speak a lot to how. I I can only say that from 30 plus years now of the work that I've done in the, not just in my business, but in my client's business, and in my life, you know, for example, Renee, and that, that's why I, I give a lot of kid examples. I have two biological children, but I've also raised 12 therapeutic foster care children most of the time as a single parent. And so when I talk about my passion, when I talk about really caring, I believe that you have to put your actions behind your words and not just say you care, but I brought the children into my home and raised them because Mm. it mattered and because they needed it and because that is part of my legacy. So Mm. it's just things like that when they looked at, you know, what have I been doing for 30 years? Was it all about me? Or was it about the things that that organization believes in? And I guess I fit the bill. Well, yes, I would say you fit the bill. Uh, That is so admirable to raise not only your own two children as single parents, but then also to bring in all these other lives that, you know, have no relation to you. But or or may uh, but just distant or I'm not sure no, you know what the situation yeah. no blood relation but you have a heart mm-hmm. of care and concern for other people and yeah that doesn't go unnoticed trust and believe mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> you, know, and mm-hmm. you have awards for it because it is so uh, unfortunately I think that it, that the the um, People's, people are growing colder in some way and don't take as much of a personal interest in others as used to be back in the old days, you know, and, and I know times have changing technology um, and, and social media has a lot to do with that as well, which is another, also another subject for another day. It really is. But I'm, I'm just so excited for you that you have been recognized for having such a big heart to you know, serve not only your own children and have all the achievements that you have, whether in the corporate world, but also to impact so many lives through your foster care. Um, It's just amazing. Thank you. Yes. So what's next for you? What's, what's on your mission of, you know, to empower women leaders? What's, what's next for you? Yeah. You asked that at a great time, because if you asked me about Two weeks ago, maybe, I would have no answer for you. <laughs> None. Um, so that, that's an amazing question. I have 
been on this this self-mastery journey that I've been sharing during this time with you and your community, I've been on that journey, which is why I can speak so passionately to the importance of it. And along this journey, I literally just completely burned down my entire business because I realized that it no longer served me. It it mm-hmm. did not give me joy. It gave me money, but it didn't give me joy. Mm-hmm. And so if I am going to lead my clients to that happy, healthy, and wealthy, I have to lead by example. Mm-hmm. So I really just started getting rid of everything in my business that was just there because it made money. I liked it. I was good mm-hmm. at it, but it's not the same mm-hmm. as really loving it. Right. So what I realized uh, two weeks ago is going back also to this concept of collapsing time. One of the things that I've done for the past 30 plus years, and I was literally getting ready to throw that in the fire, Renee, (laughs) is I have been a profitability strategist and a fractional COO. And the reason that I was going to throw it in the fire is because I felt so burned out. I could not understand how I could give everything. I I gave the strategy. I told them how to make the money. I built the entire blueprint. I, you know, created all the SOPs. Like I did everything, but they were still stuck. And it was really frustrating me. It was, it was causing me to feel like I wasn't making an impact. And then what I realized in my quiet time about two weeks ago is that it, it, that's not the challenge. The challenge is something I mentioned earlier. It's really mindset. It's really them and and my target market are women. So it's Mm -hmm. really them needing to focus, not just on the business, but on themselves. And Mm -hmm. so that lead led me to two things. One is I renewed. (laughs) the um, contract I have with someone that I added to my team last year when I suspected that this was the challenge, I have a feminine embodiment coach on my team. And every client that works with me also works with her. And it has made a huge difference in my client's results and also in the speed of their results. And so that Mm -hmm. takes to number two, is I am I am a born profitability strategist and operations expert. Is I, I sleep that, I breathe that, I was born that. And so what I realize is it's more about speed. Where I had a whole year-long program because I didn't yet realize that it was the mindset that was in the way. It wasn't the operation side that was in the way. Once we added that feminine embodiment coach and I saw how it changed things, I actually collapsed the time on everything that I do now. And so instead of having a one year long program, it is now a 60 day program. And in that 60 days, everything changes, mind, body, and empire. We work on all of it and they are completely 100% transformed in that 60 days. So I am so excited about that being the new direction because without transformation, then the legacy just can't happen. That's right. 
That's right. That is so true. And and I, I'm listening to you, and and there's a part of me is like, wait, what? Sixty days? From one year to sixty days? Wait. But then it brought to my mind the time when I was a Dale Carnegie leadership training coach. And I saw, uh, I was assisting a, a facilitator and there was a class of maybe 20 and the people were there, most of their own accord, some because their job sent them there <laughs> because they needed some coaching. <laughs> but there was one woman in particular I'm going to say this was probably an eight week, eight or 12 week course. And there was a woman who walked in and she was so mousy and she walked around like this and she talked like this and she was just so timid. And, and she, I was just like, wow, <laughs> she's, she, I'm glad she's here, <laughs> you know? And so week one, she was very, very shy, very, very introverted, very um, afraid. She was just afraid to talk in front of people. By week two, she was kind of loosening up a little bit, loosening up a little bit. By week three, I could not believe the change I had seen in this young lady. And she started walking taller and there was more bass in her voice. <laughs> she was really just starting to come into her own. And then week four, week five, week six, she just got bolder and bolder and bolder and louder and louder. And I was like, because of applying all the different principles that she learned each week, she was able to put them into practice in her real life outside of class. So that when she came back, she spoke with authority. She spoke like, I know where I'm supposed to be. I know who I am and you're gonna hear what I have to say. And I was so proud of her at graduation when we could give her her certificate. And she was like an entirely new person in like 12 weeks, 12 weeks. So, so that helped bring me back <laughs> to reality that yes, in, in 60 days, Yes, I can definitely see the massive amount of change that can happen in a person with an effective program. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that story. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love being a part of the experience. I was like, this is incredible. I just couldn't even believe it. I just couldn't even believe it. It was just like night and day. And then she wanted to be a coach for the next class. Awesome. Yeah. So I was like, this is just, she's her own testimony. It was so amazing. So amazing. That sounds like a great reality show. <laughs> it, it would have been, I mean, but it was like real life <laughs> dealing with his, uh, the members of this class. Everyone was so dynamic and just the life change from day one to graduation day. I, I was so blessed and grateful to be a part of all of their experiences and just witness it for my own self yeah. in real life. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> so Dr. Monte, I know that we're almost out of time here and I definitely wanna give people an opportunity to find out more. How can they be a part of your program? How can they reach you? What's the next step? Tell us how, how to get in touch. Yeah, the easiest thing to do, honestly, is Google me. That really is the easiest. However, 
I am Lynette Monte everywhere. So any any platform that there is, you can go to at Lynette Monte and find me. Now I am not yet on TikTok. I'm not uh, I'm not feeling TikTok <laughs> quite yet, but I might surprise you one day and, and start feeling TikToky. <laughs> but um, but anywhere else you can find me. And um, ultimately, you know, if you go to any of the websites, profitable empires focuses a lot on the elevating of authority, profitability, and legacy. LynetteMonte.com will direct you to everything that I do. So, you know, wh whichever, they, they, they all work. I would love for you and your community to find me, connect with me, say hi. Uh, if they're interested in a free assessment about their uh, authority in the industry, they can get that at Profitable Empires. Um, yeah, so just come hang out with me somewhere, anywhere. <laughs> I love it, love it. Look, beautiful websites and amazing pictures. I absolutely love this. So engaging and so inviting. Uh, this is really fantastic. So if anyone, if when people are watching online and for those that are listening to the replay, uh, definitely go to ProfitableEmpires.com, that's empires with an S, um, to check out Dr. Lynette Monte and all she has to offer because she has a lot to offer. <laughs> so be a part of the community and you will uh, be blessed for it for sure. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So any final parting words that you would like to share with our audience? Any words of, you know, any nuggets? tips, bits of advice that you'd like to share before we head out? Oh my goodness. I always have a nugget hiding somewhere. <laughs> um, I think that, I think that my, my mantra is just the best way to, to segue to end. And, and that simply says you are not just a player. You are the one redefining the rules. And so my entire mission, Renee, is to help women shed the traditional shoulds and redefine feminine success as happy, healthy, and wealthy. And that superwoman cape is no longer desired. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, that, what a great way to end the show. Great nuggets and words of wisdom for us to live by. Dr. Monte, you were made for something great. So go and be awesome. Mm -hmm.